Jonathan has a hard time talking about it. Telling grandma? No, I don't. It's illegal, right? How are you gonna do it? When's it happening? Soon, kiddo. You're gonna give me some life advice? The trick is you just show up and you give life your best shot. Two wonderful life. <laughs> Roger. Hi. Hi. Good morning. How are you? Good. How are you? I'm doing wonderful. Thank you for talking to me today. That's a pleasure. <clears throat> Glad to see you've got all that material up behind you. That looks great. Oh, well, thank you. Wanted to make it special yeah. today. <laughs> yeah. Well, Roger, good morning, and thank you for joining me today to discuss Blackbird. And uh, it's a remake of a Danish drama, Silent Heart. <clears throat> Excuse me. Did much change for English audiences? Yeah, quite a lot changed. I mean, um, I think the tone of the film might have changed. I haven't seen the original because I hear it's a really good film and I didn't, I didn't want to sort of uh, endanger my, uh, my kind of um, equilibrium by watching it before I shot our version. But I did a lot of work on the script and I think maybe made it, um, I tried to anyway, made, make, make it funnier. Try to get lots of comedy and humor into the story because god knows we know it's got a lot of uh tearful moments as well and um i thought the more the more jokes the better well you know screenwriter chris contour adapted from his own screenplay so it was important to balance the humor and drama in this film wasn't it like i say i think there's probably more uh, humor in this version than the, than there is in the danish version which was very much my intention, yeah. And in this movie, the awkwardness of family and friends arriving, it's supposed to be a celebration, but it turns into airing of grievances and simmering emotions. I, I guess that's what family's really about. It's like a powder keg waiting to explode, like most families. Um, and on this occasion, the what should be a kind of solemn and sad requiem to the mother um, this weekend turns into a kind of um, uh, a time where skeletons are dragged out of closets with great rattlings and um, sabers are swung and sisters are screaming at each other and it's all pretty wild. It's, it's, I, that's what's so fun about the film. And I noticed that every character gets their moment. Every character gets their chance in this film. Every, yeah, it's very much an ensemble piece. Um, it's an incredible ensemble of A-list actors, all of whom were such uh, fun. And so, you know, they enjoyed each other so much, I think. Um, they were such fun to work with. And I think there was, you, can smell, you can smell the pleasure we had in making the film in, on, off the screen. That, that it's such, um, there's, there's so much spontaneity and, and uh, detail in the performances. And Susan Sarandon, I, she's... I think, I think they're fantastic. Uh, really oh, fantastic. I agree. Yeah, fantastic. Yeah. I mean, brilliant, brilliant casting. And especially with Susan Sarandon, yeah, she's the center for the movie. She's controlling. But I love how she doesn't let her illness and her final moments be... I mean, she's living her life to the fullest to the very end. Yeah. She refuses to be glum about things. She's determined to live life absolutely to the final moment. Um, and that's a kind of, that's sort of the lesson of the film. You know, it's a film about celebrating life more than it is a film about celebrating death. Um, and that's what's, that's what's so heartening about it. 
And, and Sam Neill is just wonderful. And Anson Boone, I love their scene together when he's explaining what, how sick she is. And, uh, yeah. and Anson, he's a scene stealer. I mean, what a talent. Yeah. What a kid. I mean, he's 18 or something. I mean, he's an amazing actor. I think he's going to going to be a very successful actor. He was in 1917 as well. He's already done quite a lot of stuff. He's really good. And Rain Wilson's known for his comedic roles. He was a real surprise here, you know, giving out fun facts and trying to chop down a Christmas tree with one swing. I mean, so were you concerned about casting a comedian for something kind of serious? No, on the contrary, I wanted to cast a comedian because I wanted to get, I wanted to get jokes into the film. I wanted, to, I wanted to feel, you know, I didn't want it to to feel uh, uh, sort of arch and comedic. But I, I thought, I, th I thought Rain, you know, I know it was a bit of a risk casting Rain, but I, th I think he's so good in the film, so truthful, so touching, so honest, and yet when he needs to be, sort of mind bendingly funny. And I think the combination of him and the idea of Kate Winslet being married to Rain Wilson it just makes me smile anyway, to be honest. I, th I think he's, I'm so pleased that I cast him, I can't tell you. And Kate Winslet is Jennifer, the controlling sister. I know that personally because my sister's the same way. And Mia's the rebel. They just have some explosive yeah. scenes, real rooted in family disagreement. Yeah, yeah. If it, 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 feels, it feels sadly common that these rivalries in families are ignited by you know moments where everyone has to be under the same roof like christmases and thanksgiving you can imagine all over the world these uh, these sort of scenes are being played out as families are stuck in the same house together for three or four days on end with nothing to do but antagonize each other and you know feel bitter about <laughs> about each other i mean that's what families are like I noticed you really love long shots to set up many of these scenes. I noticed that these extreme long shots showing the scenery and the characters in the distant. Is that something you did intentionally? Because it really works. Well, you do everything intentionally, Jeffrey, when you make a film. That's the nature of filmmaking. Of course. It's, it's all very intentional. But this, every film has its rules as well. You know, so this is a film where I wanted to keep the camera sort of static for nearly all the film the, f the camera only moves once i think in the first hour of the film um so i i set myself sort of um, grammar or rules for the way in which i want the film to to be shot into what it might look like and so each film each, each film is a different is a new adventure and this this was no exception and i wanted to keep the sense of the I guess, to the democracy of the family. It's a, it's a story about all eight of them. It's not just a story about Lily. It's a story about this, this family and how they are all contorted and changed and, and released by this event. And is euthanasia still a taboo subject for Americans? Are attitudes changing? Because as I was watching this, I couldn't just, you know, pretend it wasn't happening. I mean, I, I know in Europe it's, it has different attitudes, but culturally, I, I just don't hear much about it. I know it's probably happening, but I just don't know what the yeah. attitudes are of it. And uh, have you known what the reaction will be? I, I, I don't really know either. I, mean, I know you have some states which uh, allow guided euthanasia, controlled euthanasia. You have some states, I think, that will allow that to happen. In the same way that in Europe, there are some countries, particularly Switzerland, some uh, the Netherlands perhaps, where 
this this uh, this sort of procedure is um, is more common, but it's it's not legal in the UK where I'm talking to you from now. It's not it's not legal in most of America. Um, it's a, it's a difficult subject. I mean, it's very difficult to frame laws which would make it legal, but yet protect vulnerable people who might have, you know, unpleasant relatives or they might have greedy relatives or they, you see what I mean? It's very hard to, to ring fence uh, human behavior. And um, this film doesn't attempt to um, politicize or proselytize euthanasia, but it's, I think it's quite hard to come out of the film uh, without thinking that in this particular instance, um, what she's doing and what they're all doing is rather glorious and rather wonderful. Yeah, on a personal note, I had a dear friend a few years ago take his mother to the Netherlands for that very reason. Really? And yeah. He was at yeah. peace with it. And I was kind of freaking out over it. I was just like, he's no, it's okay. My mom's decision. And, you know, and I just thought that one, on one hand, it was the bravest thing I've ever seen. And second, it was just yes. totally foreign to me. So. Yeah. Well, it's a, it's a it's a hard choice to make, but I think that as um, people live for longer, and as old people have longer and more um, vibrant third acts, if you see what I mean, vibrant lives, this problem is going to get uh, more acute, and not less acute. It's going to be something that we talk about more and more. I think. Roger, what an important film. Uh, brilliantly acted and directed. I enjoyed it immensely, and I appreciate you talking to me today, and I uh, hope we talk again soon. Thanks, Jeffrey. Nice to talk to you, too.